Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. What exactly is it that's giving us so much anxiety today? And have you ever had a sexual fantasy about a cartoon character? It is Thursday, the 10th of October of 2019. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. And here we go, just skimming the list can stress you out. A new survey asking people to rank the top things that give them anxiety in their life. And you can probably guess what number one is. You might even be stressing about it right now. (laughs) Work. Work was number one. (laughs) Yeah, 47% of people said it's one of the top things that gives them anxiety. And you can probably guess what number two is. Money. Relationships, money. Yeah, uh, close. Uh, Money is number three. Social gatherings is number two. Oh, wow. Work, social gatherings, and money in that order. Then health issues, conflicts with others, meeting new people. Uh, Politics is in the top ten. Politics is number seven. Your significant other is number eight. Followed by public speaking or performing and large crowds. I also looked at the top things about social media that stress us out. And the top three are the pressure to seem perfect, the pressure to seem successful, and the pressure to be charming and funny in your posts. That's a lot of pressure right there, all wrapped up into one thing, isn't it? Right. You know what gives me anxiety? Not... Or looking at the to-do list and freaking that I know that it will never end. Yeah. <laughs> that, it, that more things just keep getting added to just it. Just feeling like, overwhelmed. You know, like, yeah. I got this. There's only six things on the list today. Oh, my God. It's turned into 36. Yeah. And as quickly as you knock them out. Right. Another two or three come <laughs> right in behind. It's another fire to put out. Yeah. So. Isn't it nice, That's what's though, giving everyone anxiety, guys. To feel needed, Tim. I don't know. <laughs> it feels so important and indispensable. You so don't have to worry about on you. having a job as much because you have so many irons in the fire. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. One out of four of us. That's a high number. One out of four of us have had a sexual fantasy about a cartoon character. How about that? is weird. Now, there are four people in this room. Space ghost. Really? No, I'm just... just, (laughs) You're just trying to come up with one that might... One of us in this room. Great babe. One of us. Oh, man. Cartoon character. Deputy dog. Speed buggy. Doug. (laughs) Dune buggy, whatever that thing is. Eric on the Little Mermaid. Elmer Fudd. (laughs) I mean, sex fantasy with a cartoon character. (laughs) 
It's you. Now, if I was literally what? It's you. All of us immediately had someone, and you had no one. Jessica yeah. Rabbit. Exactly. That's exactly who I was thinking. She was just drawn that way. It was not Jessica Rabbit. Who was it? Daphne from Scooby Doo. Yes. Velma. <laughs> it was Velma. Does, it was does Velma. bring up Scooby Doo a lot. Doesn't I don't know. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she was hot. <laughs> oh, no. Let's split up. Me and Fred will bang in the van. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, you just took an innocent childhood crush, oh, Tim. You guys God. behave yourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did she wear an ascot? Who, she Velma? wore a scarf. A scarf. Oh, Fred wore the ass guy, yeah. didn't he? Mm-hmm. Or no? Wait. I don't know. You guys. Wait a I minute. I think they know. both wore scarves. A lot of accessories on that show. I think Velma <laughs> had a turn on that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Must have been hard for Shaggy just showing up in a t-shirt. He was jeans. high yeah. all the time. He didn't care about his life. Oh, was he into drugs? Joe Shaggy. Was no. he into drugs? Why, why was he hungry all the time? He just Scooby Snacks. What do you think? Oh those yeah, you're are? right. He just Daphne and yeah. Fred. They both wore scarves. Were they together? Yeah. Well, don't you feel like they always kind of had the hot I for each other? Well, they up. always split up, and then the <laughs> other three. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We were off on I feel like Shaggy was the pothead. Scoob was just like down to do whatever. Yeah. Fred and Daphne totally got it on and Velma was in love with Daphne. Yeah, I always figured like Velma's probably the freaky one of them. <laughs> it usually goes that way, right? Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> what are you going to do? I have to explain this to everyone. More than half of us have fantasized about a fictional character from a book or movie. Uh, one in three have fantasized about a mythical creature like a vampire or Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot's a bit of a stretch. A lot of sexy vampires out there, including Brad Pitt, if you remember. Speak for yourself, Jen. Uh, (laughs) Some 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 guys like hairy people. Really super hairy people. (laughs) One in six have fantasized about getting it on with an alien. Oh, my gosh. Well, I need to be more exciting. Well, I need mean, to venture outside. I think Get outside so. your comfort zone. Here's what the the scientist says. He says we we the theory is that we start fantasizing about fictional characters when our sex lives really kind of have either nothing going on or we're just bored with our sex lives and we feel the need for some novelty or variety and that's when we start turning our attention to Fictional characters and cartoon characters and mythical creatures. Some people get bored more easily than others. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you always kind of had a thing for vampires. Oh, well, hell yeah. Who didn't? Carrie just said uh, <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow. She's got a thing for pirates. See? There you go. But he's like a real person. So was Edward Cullen. But that's what I'm saying, though. These are all real people. This story is talking about... Mythical you know, creatures. Mythical yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Fictional Yeah, creatures. like you can think, oh, I'm in bed with Iron Man, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, when you're getting it on with Shaggy or Scooby, cartoon, right. that's interesting. <laughs> Different. They're creative people, man, in the world. <laughs> there is some comfort in the masses, though. Oh, who isn't into vampires? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> is there like a cartoon vampire? Maybe you should explore that. Count gem. Chocula. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Now, if that were the case, then I would hope you'd be worried about me a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Frankenberry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chocula. She would like take the, the cereal boxes and cut them out and oh, yeah. post them on her bedroom wall. Oh, yeah. Jen's in bed with Frankenberry. Right. Oh, you guys. She got a puppet a of the Count Ain't. from Sesame Street when she was a kid. Oh, yeah. Vaughn. Yeah. Vaughn. No. Ah, ah, ah. Two. She does talk about Sesame Three. Street a lot. <laughs> she sure does. That's why she's really going to love me some Sesame Street. Sesame Park. <laughs> Ew. Place. Sesame Stop Place. It. Sesame Park. <laughs> I love to count. Uh, what else? Oh, so now I like to lunch in the car, but I don't. How many times a week do you lunch in the car? Well, less now that I'm on the profile plan. Oh yeah. Cause you usually would be going through a drive-thru or something. Yes. <laughs> do you go into your, into your place, cook your meal and then drive somewhere? In yeah. The I, right. I, I go upstairs. I make a salad, pack it up, go downstairs. Go park in the KFC in the parking car. lot and yep. pretend. Yes. <laughs> but the most dangerous part about eating in the car is the driving part. I don't drive when I eat. I don't like to drive when I eat. eat. That's not relaxing. I I used to. I mean, before I started eating healthy, every it was a daily thing, eating in the car, just because I'm running so much. It was the easiest, fastest way to manage it. And I like the atmosphere of the car. I like to listen while I'm in the car. You know, yesterday we were talking about watching TV while you're eating. I like to listen. <laughs> they found the most dangerous part of eating and driving, though, is the unwrapping of the food because that usually requires two hands. Reaching for something like a napkin was a close second. Yeah, that's always sketch. You know, for as messy as In-N-Out burgers are, if you've ever had an In-N-Out burger, if you've ever... You know, been to Las Vegas or Texas or Arizona or California or any of the states where they have In-N-Out burgers. The way they pack them is actually relatively conducive. If you have to drive, if you must drive and eat at the same time, for as messy as those burgers can be, Mm -hmm. they not only come in the wrapping, but there's like a wrapper within the wrapper that keeps it relatively contained. Kind of like Sonic. It's in a bag, so all the fallings fall into the bag. yeah. Yeah. Which is like the best part, licking that stuff out. Uh, in general, the most dangerous thing to eat behind the wheel are foods that require two hands, might cause a spill, or might make you take your eyes off the road. Soup is not a good thing to eat in a car while driving. No. Nope. Salad. Or a salad. Yeah, either one. Anything that requires a fork or spoon. Anything that's not finger food. 
we've traveled when my mom and I and our like we would travel from our house to Hazard, Kentucky so often growing up that I feel like when I started driving, I had it down to a science on how to eat in the car. Like you put your drink in one cup holder, your French fries in the other cup holder, and then you have them like wrap your sandwich around so that you can like hold that with one hand and drive. Right. It definitely is an art. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.